Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. Um, last night, one of my best friends calls and she's in a fight with her boyfriend again. <laughs> and she tells me how, how the whole thing goes down and, and, you know, I get to thinking or, you know, because sometimes she's, curious about my advice on things and I was I wanted to make reference to my last podcast because I I know how she feels like I know how she feels like she had walked in he had made her dinner and she'd walked in she was really excited to see him and 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 then he started talking about something sharing something with her that she really felt like was preposterous. <laughs> She's like, that's just preposterous. I mean, she didn't say it that way, but she, and then they got it, the fight ensued. And, um, and a lot of fights ensue about this, about rightness about a rightness and wrongness and I totally get it like because I was sharing about um you know this weekend when my friend came to visit and part of the angst for me was that he was saying things that I felt like were not true it wasn't that he was lying it wasn't that he was like intending to see but what he was saying was just outright not truth it was wrong. <laughs> and so my friend's like, well, Jamie, just tell me one thing that he said that, that you believe is wrong. One thing that he said that you believe is, is wrong. And so I was like, there were a couple, um, but one of them was that he said that it was an impossibility to ever live a life of non-duality. And it's, it's going to be really tricky for me to explain what that is. But it sort of is going through life, like kind of riding the wave. Riding a wave, like if you can imagine being a surfer and you're like on this wave, sort of this non-judgment. It's like this way of being that really, really isn't that concerned with rightness and wrongness itself. But it's this, this readiness wave, it, it's just a really certain, I, I can feel it. And not that I do this absolutely perfectly, but certainly it has been a goal of mine for many, many years. And I had learned this phrase I'm going back to, if I had a guru, it would be David Hawkins, David R. Hawkins, who wrote Power Versus Force was the first book that I think that he ever wrote. And he had a huge impact on my life. His works had a huge impact on my life. And he talked about this. 
he talked about the path of non-duality. In fact, I think he may have written, it may be the name of one of his many books. Um, and I didn't understand exactly what it meant until I understood what it meant. But, and so I told my friend this, you know, that he had said that it would be impossible to live this way. And I would say, I would say not necessarily in the beginning easy, I didn't say it was easy, but I know that it is possible. And so when he said it was impossible, I knew that it was possible. I mean, you look at monks, you look at Thich Nhat Hanh, he looks like he's on the path of non-duality. <laughs> it's sort of like, it's sort of like this path of just full stop love. Not wrongness, not rightness, just this, just love. You're riding this wave. Oh God, it's just so incredibly satisfying to just stay on that, on that, on that path, just right there. But what happens to us, you know, and I've explained this to her a gazillion times, um, I had started to notice a long time ago, a while ago, I can't, I started to notice that so much was happening that was primal, and I ended up actually writing a small book about it that I plan to actually someday publish. It's a very, very short story, but I started to notice that stuff was happening for me that I was not cognizant of, like almost everything that was happening to me, like... But in a situation like I had had, you know, where I was talking to someone and, and it just sort of bumped up against, you know, he said something that I just believed to be categorically wrong. Um, and <laughs> so what am I going to do? But, you know, and so our, there's so much going on there in that moment and so so let's just analyze my friend and her boyfriend because I actually talked about them in a YouTube years ago this couple fight a lot they fight a lot and when they fight they're just it's like it's like jujitsu but it's not physical it's just Oh my God, it is so choking and jarring and intense. I had got out with them recently. A few weekends ago, I got to my friend's house to, to her beautiful house. She lives in an absolutely gorgeous house. And um, we had drank some wine and we, uh, I was telling her she can never sell this house ever, ever, ever. Um, and I'm sorry for the yawn. It's um, it's about three thirty in the morning. I'm sorry. It's when I get my biggest inspirations are at night. So I want to do my podcast. Like, oh, do that right now. Um, but anyway, so they they have this this relationship where they just fight really badly. And so what has happened now is they've become in this pattern where they're both addicted to this level 
of intensity. It's sort of ramped up in the now. It's just where it is at. And if they're not getting this level of intensity in one way or another, they're just not even feeling. They're not feeling at this point. I mean, it would take a while to change, you know, to like lower, lower, lower this intensity to a point of, of being even tolerable. And so, so I begged her to break up with him. <laughs> they just need to break up. Even when I went out with them, I just wanted to say, you guys should just break up. Because the whole time that we were together, they were, they were jarring. They were just, just like jousting each other. They were just dig, dig, dig. And it's not like a, oh, ha, ha, ha. Even that would be intolerable cruelty but they they don't even have the laughter in it I mean it's just them just fighting constantly and then at the end of the night I sort of saw a little bit of their relationship and saw that they like it they like it they like to like just brawl let's just have a a contest a contest of a competition on who's smarter, who's wittier, who's faster, who's funnier, who's err. <laughs> and so what I, you know, so I was suggesting to her, as I have over and over and over again, I, I had told her that her brain was addicted to conflict. I said this to her. I've said this to her over and over again. Like, I didn't word it that way, but I said, you're getting these chemicals. You don't even know you're getting them. And see, it's going to be really, really tricky for you to get out of this. And when she does, she does. She goes through this complete withdrawal. At first, she does, like, pretty well. She's like, oh, yeah. See, yeah, my life is so much better. I can sleep in the middle of the bed. I can, you know, do what I want. I don't have to watch Fox News. She's she's just in seventh heaven, you know, for a little bit. And then and then the real the real um challenge comes. And the uncomfortability of not having that. That hit to the brain. You know, and um, and so she has stayed in. It's been almost eight years that she's been with this person. It will be eight years in August that she's been with this person. They've been... They've been um, jousting at each other for eight years now. Eight years of, of our life, huh? I can't say eight years wasted because I think I think there's a lot of love there. I mean, that's that's the real... I think they really love each other. But I guess not enough to let go, even together, of the hit. Because they're getting so much payoff out of it. And so a second thing that my friend said 
this weekend that I categorically didn't agree with was that peace is an impossibility. I had got completely pounced on um, in a... (laughs) In a, I had made a comment with, on London Real. Um, I had made a comment about world peace, and I just got pounced on by. I'm assuming you know your your typical like alpha male that would go along with this. That is just an impossibility, you know, and and there are certain amounts of people on the planet who for various reasons love war they love war they um i guess war is a big money maker and um it's a big drama maker and it's like in looking about what's even what's happening on the planet in the united states right now um so on on top of our quarantine and this seeming pandemic, we now we have this other issue of um, police brutality that is finally um, really roaring its ugliness, and people are just taking to the streets. It's seeming like anarchy. And some people are looting and, you know, doing things that they normally would never do. And I was just thinking about how the timing of it all. And Brian Rose and David Icke are going to be doing another live streaming. And I'm really curious to see what David Icke says about this because... It's it's just chaos. And we were already in a heightened state of of survival mode when when the seeming pandemic happened and we got quarantined and then people are out of work. Some people are out of work. I don't know. I'm hoping that that in this going back to quote-unquote normality, which some people say we'll never go back to, um, that people are, you know, I mean, it's, the timing is just really incredible. However, one thing that I, that I really believe is, is that, as a society, we have certain, like, diseases. As a society, as a, as a fellow humankind, as a fellow American, just going to speak only to the U.S. right now, we have a cancer. One of our cancers is racism. And when you combine racism with, with, any kind of power you know it's it's just a bad combination and you know bad things happen and now people have cell phones and it's going to be harder for police to get away with this kind of stuff but it astounds me that it's still going on to the degree because the police have been filming this for a while now 
And I'm going to say police brutality. I understand. I actually do understand that that racism happens more and police brutality happens more with people who have any kind of color on their skin. And and I might mention Native Americans. I have to say that because they they just don't seem to be represented. Nobody seems to be talking about the amount of Native Americans who are just murdered are just murdered and it's like it's not even mentioned and so I I now I've gone down this rabbit hole of our addiction and and this would go back to our addiction to being right and so and so racism is not the path of non-duality and in fact people seem to really like duality they like being right they like being right they like it they like the hit that comes from it and I understand this I totally get it because there are things that I've you know have not been able to reconcile in my in my brain there's been things that I have not been able to reconcile in my brain. Like, like just giving you an example, I had this job that I really liked. Um, I've had several jobs that I've really liked. And, in, and like, I... And, and I got fired. And one of the things she tried... One of the things she tried to... to hold against me because she had found all of this evidence to fire me with and had presented, you know, them this evidence of why I should be fired. Um, and one of the things she said was that I had, I had combined these visits too close together. She had suggested I had, um, combined these visits too close together and that there was no way that I could make it between them. And, who was I going to cheat? She tried to suggest that I was cheating people of time. Which, which you know, I mean, I could say is a full-on untruth. It's not true. It's absolutely not true about me. Um, what I What I had done was I had combined people that were the closest together, and I knew I was going to be late. And I knew there was a possibility that somebody might cancel. I knew, I knew, and I, and I had their numbers on my phone and I would text them if I was running late. I had a whole system. In fact, my problem was more so staying too long than staying too short. They were always saying that I was late. Yeah, I'm late because I'm, I'm sitting with a person and I don't want to just like stop them full stop. And so at the next job that I had, I was a little more careful and I had like a half an hour between every single visit. Um, you know, for, for 
for driving's sake because I never wanted to be like accused of that again but I was also working in a much larger space than I was the job that I got let go of but and here's the thing that that I started to notice I started to notice that like two things could be true at the same time that seemed to be incongruent like um yes there was a possibility in that particular moment it looked like I had double booked and like I could see her perspective I could see I could actually see that as a truth and my truth as a truth and so it, it has been increasingly you know interesting for me personally and, and I'm not even I, I remember one time a friend of mine we were reading directions on something we were reading directions on how to build something and I noticed that she was thinking that it said something and I was thinking it said something else and we were both right it was a really odd moment for me because a lot of things you can take them different ways depending on how your brain works and I found it kind of challenging I found it kind of challenging in my life the way that my brain works because I noticed that I make inferences and I could swear that somebody said something a certain way and they they didn't necessarily and maybe I made inferences or maybe I need to tape record them or whatever but this is sort of a detour but getting back to to the need for rightness okay so basically what would happen was my brain would just stew on these situations because it could not reconcile it it couldn't it couldn't put that in this category or that category of rightness or wrongness like and so I, my brain goes back to it goes back and tries to categorize it as a plus or a minus good or bad right or wrong and and it's pointless it's pointless it's completely pointless but then I have to make friends with my brain because my brain is ultimately just trying to protect me it's just trying to protect me it's trying to um protect me and it's there for my safety it it likes the right or wrong it likes it likes the alert when somebody is is I mean it's good for it to give me the alert if somebody's gonna hurt me fear you know has some positive aspects to it you know to, to keep me alert for danger I mean it's useful it's useful but like stewing about the past is pointless and so and so 
these two concepts just sort of go together like this the path of non-duality and world peace because the path of duality is what is keeping us from world peace the the thought that that I am right and you are wrong my way is the right way my way is the only way if you don't believe the way I believe you are going to hell going straight to hell for not believing what I believe and so and so as long and and people like it they like being on the right team I'm on the winning team my team's winning I'm on the right team see I got this book in hand Whew. this is all I need to know is right here in these in these my interpretation of what's right here in these pages my interpretation is the right interpretation and and as long as we as we have these these and it's not even I had a preacher once say she this minister was just amazing she's just an amazing amazing minister and she was talking about the word tolerated and I really liked that because she suggested that it's not good to tolerate people. You know, tolerance. You see it on book stickers. I mean, on bumper stickers and that, you know. I'm going to tolerate you. <laughs> you know, and she suggested, how would it feel to be tolerated? To tolerate. Hmm, yeah, it's interesting. It's sort of like you tolerate that splinter in your finger until it festers long enough so you can pull it out. <laughs> and so tolerating is not a good thing. So I think it's more of, of it's not that you have to, to believe it. I think it's more about respect. I think it's more about just respecting or and I don't know I, I would actually go a little bit further to like having like almost a distant affection like a kindness toward a kindness towards your brother who happens to be Hindu who happens to be Muslim Jewish all the other world religions who happens to be different doesn't think like you do and I, and I have to say sort of so what so what he doesn't think like I do and so they sort of go together and when we take the path of non-duality and the path of of like love just a general beingness in the world some kind of acceptance not that I'm going to believe what they believe but acceptance of them as a fellow human being in their differences 
I don't know. I've always just been kind of an oddball. And that is not to say that I have not, that I have not lived my life, you know, doing wrong things and feeling, you know, anger. Oh my gosh, you know, and, but I've been an oddball. Like I had friends when I was young that were like, from, I remember a lot of my friends were like Japanese and they didn't speak English. I had friends that was, I had friends that were, this one guy, he was um, in Eastern Indian, and his wife was a doctor, and we had school together. I remember them inviting me over for dinner, and back then, I, I just, their food, the only thing I liked was the jasmine tea. I was like, there was nothing for me to eat there. But what's funny is, I love Indian food now. <laughs> it's so funny. I was a very picky eater when I was young, but. I had just friends of all kinds of different faiths and beliefs and and I like them and their differences. I like them. And so I suggest that starting with so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell this little story about this this weekend. My daughter came to visit, and her she has this new little dog. And her little dog was staying at at a house with. She has she has some friends and that she stays with, and she comes into town, and she had left her dog, and she was really worried that her dog would do something that would upset this person. Her this other person and and so she gets this text that the dog has pooped on the floor <laughs> like like this per the person had taken the dog out the dog didn't poop but then pooped on the floor in the house and so my daughter was like really upset and like should I go back and and we were shopping which we don't get to do very much so we were having a ball I'm telling you my daughter's like trying on clothes and and um, I tried on one little dress that I ended up buying. Oh, it's so cute. And we're like having a really good time. And then we go, let's go to the mall. Let's go to the mall. Yeah. Okay. And so, and you have to understand, I haven't seen my daughter very much since this quarantine. So I don't know. I think I've only seen her one other time in months. So, so she's like, She's just fixated on this dog and the pooping. <laughs> and so I said, okay, so this will be an exercise in you trying your very, very best because there's nothing you can do about it right now. Your dog is fine. You know, certainly we can go back if you want to, but I suggest trying to not focus on that and focus on us shopping. And lo and behold, we get to the mall, and she forgets. She didn't mention her dog at, at all. And we're, like, trying on clothes, and it was really fun. But I mentioned this because I, I challenged her to just try her best to train her brain to do something differently. And so... 
when when I had this conversation with this this guy over the weekend, I did something differently and I did not argue with him. I just wasn't going to argue with him. I I I mean, I felt it welling up. I felt this, you know, and then I then I was analyzing, I was looking at it. I was like, "Okay, what is going on here? Why, you know, why am I feeling? What am I going to do? I just, and I just listened to him and I didn't agree with him, but you know, I just, and if he was open to something that I had to say, I was good with that. But I don't think he was very open to what I had to say. And so I just sort of let it go. And I suggest this to my friend all the time, like doing something different to have a different outcome the not reacting the path of non-duality the path of love loving someone more than having to be right loving ourselves more than having to be right to put ourselves in peril just to be right put ourselves in peril just to be right the rightness of it and I guess I would make the bold assertion that that is the way to peace you know because I had suggested this to my friend you know that the Buddha you know Thich Nhat Han seems pretty at peace on this path of non-duality there are people who have achieved it the path of love as non-duality I love everything I love love I love peace and on that note I'm going to end this podcast. I thank you for listening and I will be back with other ideas. That's a wrap.